You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. He's got it! Oh, baby! Every week, Travis Kura. That's Greg Cupney, which is a different person. And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Oh, nearly intercepted, and it is! And it's over! Ready, set, hunt! Hey, it's Travis Kura. Thanks for pressing play on this special edition of to and out. It was early August I had the opportunity to chat with Gary Stern, minority owner of the Montreal Alouettes. And I was going to release the interview later in the month in its entirety, but I did talk to him before the big win over Hamilton. The last second field goal, over 21,000 people in the stands at Percival Molson, so momentum was picking up in Montreal. And Gary was creating quite the buzz around the CFL. Fans of other teams Became a fan of him, the Twitter account, the guarantees, all sorts of fun with Gary Stern. But at the beginning of this week, some news in Montreal. Gary stepped down as CEO and stepping away from his day-to-day duties with the team. And also resigning from the Board of Governors with the CFL. Not to mention the trade, Vernon Adams Jr. is off to BC as well. Now, I wasn't sure if I should have released the interview this coming Thursday, so we released a new episode, but I've listened to the interview a few times, and I'll be honest, there's not not any heavy-hitting content. He's no longer on Twitter, so we do talk about Twitter in the interview, and it's quite a fun chat, and I think it's part of the reason why he's sort of endeared himself to CFL fans this season, but... You can tell there are little things here and there where maybe he did ruffle the rest of the uh, people sitting on the board of governors. I don't know, but this Labor Day weekend with the Alouettes hosting the Red Blacks, the Riders hosting the Bombers, the Ticats hosting the Argos, and the Stamps hosting the Elks, maybe you find it fun to go back and listen to my full chat with Gary Stern. We already had it. It's been recorded, so instead of locking it into the vault forever, here it is. And I hope you enjoy my chat with Gary. I hope you enjoy Labor Day weekend. May your team have great success and off the field. We'll talk to you after the games on Tuesday. Coming on the show is owner of the Montreal Alouettes, Gary Stern. And hey, we've already been talking a little bit before I hit record, but I I read that some of this media and interviews, that's kind of new territory, uncomfortable territory for you. Um, It can be uncomfortable, but so far I've found it only comfortable, and I really do (laughs) learn a lot. Um, But... I'm told one day I might say something or do something wrong, and it's not going to be so comfortable on me. But until then, I'm really enjoying, and again, here I am, and whatever you got to ask, I'm open. I got 
nothing prepared, nothing done. I'm oh, perfect. Hey, that's that sounds a lot like me. I think why people enjoy hearing from you is that you you shoot from the hip. You kind of uh, you say what you feel, and that's I think that's a pretty pretty good quality. But I think it would be fun to kind of go back in time to get to know you a little bit. Sure. Once upon a time, you wanted to be a phys ed teacher, right? That's exactly it. And not once upon a time, I think I still do. (laughs) I don't know what I did to my life, but present teacher sure seems good even now. (laughs) Well, I guess you must have some sort of athletic background. Have you, did you play football once upon a time or what other sports did you play? I was a wannabe in every sport. (laughs) I loved it. Um, I think I was great till I reached the age of about 18 when I found out that a five foot seven guy <laughs> at 165 pounds, it's about 190 now, back then about 165, yeah. um, has a hard time cutting it in any sports. And I then became a real avid fan and played everything else recreationally. Like I gave up on the dream right. of being a professional athlete. Yeah, but I love sports. Do you remember your first CFL game or some of the athletes that you watched playing football? Uh? Um, I'm going to give away my age, but that was about <laughs> 58 years ago. Yeah. Um, and I could be getting a long time frame. And one thing I've learned, avid CFL fans can tell you to the day and minute when you're wrong with your timelines. but That's true. Yeah, there were the Dick Shadows, Kenny Play, and most of these guys will be Argonauts because that's where I grew up. Um, Dave Ramey, um, who may even have come from Winnipeg before he came to us, um, the Tom Wilkinsons, the Wally Gablers, the, and I could go through the outlets. And, so that was when I grew up. Great football then. Mm-hmm. They were our heroes. Then you had the Corgals, the Still Wagons, and – um, I hate saying all this because I'm a Montreal owner now, and I <laughs> do the same thing for Montreal now. Um, but as a little kid, and my dad and I would watch, a lot of it was on the radio, and then we'd be driving up to our cottage, which was about an hour and a half away, and get up there, and you had the little black and white TV, and we had to take coat hangers <laughs> and put them on the TV for better reception. Um, and it was great football then, and it was exciting, and I loved watching CFL. It was uh, equivalent to me of watching um, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the George Armstrongs and all those guys and the SO Tiger in the Tank. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I'm old. Um, but yeah, I loved it. And it's carried forward till now. There was a gap probably of 25 or 30 years where. I grew up, had a family, yeah. worked, um, drifted away from somewhat sports, watched it, but no. And then um, we always had the Great Cup game in my man cave with my friends, close friends, and our fathers. And it was the greatest game, way better than the Super Bowl, way better than the World. The Great Cup is something that we all get excited about good friend of mine at the time who forever been good friends. Uh, Dale Lastman was, I think, chairman of the board of the CFL at the time. 
was just a, three years ago and uh, head of the uh, Argonauts through MLSE. And as we're watching, we were so excited. He says, you know, the Alouettes are for sale. I looked at my father-in-law who passed away last year, but I looked at him and he looks at me and we go, we'll look at it. <laughs> I swear the next day they had Randy Ambrosi in my office doing a sales job and he did a good one because three weeks later we owned it. Wow. So there's your, yeah. So yeah, it's January, 2020. Uh, you're introduced as one of the owners. Of, that feels like about 10 years ago now. Um, <laughs> you've been <Yeah>. in sports, <laughs> you've been yeah. in sports for a while, but uh, it, it's hard to talk about, but that, that introduction to the pro sports world must've been a pretty wild learning process, even ignoring what the world would go through just a few months after you were introduced as the owner. So what do you remember about that early days of you being with the Alouettes? First thing I do remember is bad deal three weeks before COVID hit. So put that aside. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it was, I think probably about a month later, I got to have the first meeting with the nine owner, board of governors, and I go, this is exciting. And I listened, and all about the things that occur and do, and then I realized they're all lying to me. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> it hasn't been as much fun as they said, but in deference to everybody, um, no one envisioned how much or what COVID could do of course, to a sports league, to any business, we were all involved in different businesses, and um, it's really taken until about 2022 for me to really find out what owning a sports team is. I'm enjoying it, but it's still a lot of, lot of work. You can't just be a fan. It's a lot of work. 2021 was a tough personal year for you. It was another tough one for the CFL. So seeing the team finally on the field, it must have been a little bit bittersweet almost. It was, and not being able to do in 21. And I'm a guy, let's go, let's make it happen. COVID was still there. The league was dealing with how many people can we bring in. The fans don't know if they can come. Your sponsors don't know. It, it was almost Better if we hadn't played, but don't say that to the other owners because I think they're still mad at me about 2020. Um, <laughs> but this year has been fascinating, hard work, but a lot of rebuilding to do. But we're getting there. We really are. Um, and the only time I get not upset on social media is when people are negative, which they're entitled to be, but you can be negative positive. You can outline the problems and we work towards fixing, and I think the CFL, each team, are really doing a lot of work, and they're all getting there. Attendance doesn't show it exactly, but if you look behind the scenes, teams are all moving in the right direction. And I know that uh, there's still a lot of COVID hesitancy and the couch is a very attractive place for fans. It's a comfortable place. The beer's cheaper. The, the big screen's right there. You can rewind and do all these things. So uh, what ideas do you have to sort of make the fan experience in stadium a little bit better? Um, I don't come from a marketing background, but 
I've got the best president in Mayor Cicchini who comes from that kind of background. Um, he has a marketing team. Um, they're working it. I know uh, this coming Saturday is family day and huge things going on to bring out your kids, which is that's the future of the CFL. Mm-hmm. And they've got tremendous programs all week. They have things happening for family and kids. And they're doing this, what I call foundational build. It's not a sensational build where all of a sudden you double your attendance and you sell out, which is what I would like. (laughs) (laughs) But they're doing a foundational build, which is working. Um, And I leave that end to them. They'll tell you I don't, that I'm on the phone every other day. What are we doing today? um, I really do leave the marketing and that to them. I was on this morning and they said, hey, we're doing this. This And I said, great. And they're expecting much bigger attendance uh, this week. Help that we beat uh, Winnipeg where people are on a high. And it shows as a football team, we're moving in the right direction. And I really believe as an organization, we are. I listen to the media. I listen to the fans. I think people like the Montreal Alouettes. We're getting there. Is that been the hardest thing? Well, uh, on Twitter, people can be very, well, they're honest. And and maybe a lot of it comes from a good place, a good heart. They want to see the team succeed. But <laughs> I think maybe at first, you, you walk onto Twitter, everybody's very welcoming. A few weeks in, uh, the team struggles a little bit. Hey, Gary, you're the guy we're going to come to now. Um, but having said that, if you take it the right way, yeah. that they are avid, passionate fans, there is something to what they're saying. Listen to it. Look at it. Maybe it wasn't said as politely as I would have liked them to have said. Or, But these are the people buying the tickets. These are the people watching it on TV. These are the fans that it's who we have to aim for because they are it. And without them, where are we? And... I still say 90% really, really have good intent for the direction they want the CFL and their home teams and the away teams to go. It really is 90% high, and they've been really good about it on Twitter. Now, 10%, um, <laughs> you know, just, but it's good, and it is a good media. I, uh, I don't know if you're aware. I'm sure you are. There's a parody account uh, <laughs> called Gary Stern Fan. I mean, six months ago, you probably never thought you'd see somebody. I don't know. It, it looks to me like it's all in good fun, but that's that's some strange territory. <laughs> it is, and I never knew. And it was my daughter who goes, Dad, oh. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's calling me. You and I go, hey, look, who? And she showed me how to look it up. I did. I will honestly tell you. I nicely asked that person, changed the picture, and changed the name. Yeah, yeah. Because people can get confused. He had good intent. But in my eyes, I don't want to – I'm bad enough. It okay? got confusing. I don't, need, yeah, I don't need somebody out there imitating me and being worse than me. And it did change somewhat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, but I learned again yeah. – <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's a sign that uh, I guess you've 
you've kind of made your mark on Twitter. Like, like nobody's parodying me. So <laughs> now, if you if you want, I'll put on a long beard and I'll parody you today. Okay, I'll change okay. the next. Okay, right. I think one of my favorite things is uh, your rapport with uh, this, the panel on TSN and uh, mentioning, you know, Davis and Milt and Dunnigan and trying to get them to, you know, drum up support for the Alouettes. I, I, I think I saw you challenge Milt Stiegel to a race. Uh, is that coming uh, anytime soon? <laughs> He's ducking me. <laughs> okay. He's ducking me. Um, but to talk about the panel, what is football about? It's entertainment. And right. I really believe, and by the way, I'm really enjoying this too with you. Well, thanks it's for It's all about the entertainment, the media. And I find that panel, one, they're knowledgeable. I don't agree with them a lot, especially Milt. Um, but <laughs> they're entertaining, they're knowledgeable, and they're good for our game. When I look at that panel, and I've watched NFL football, I have, I'll take this panel for the good it does for the CFL, and put them up against any panel in the NFL. These guys are good. Um, are they all wrong about the Alouettes? Yep. We're the best <laughs> team in the league. They should be covering us, and they should be guaranteeing every victory. Okay? And in the second half, they'll be right a lot more than to be wrong if they guaranteed our victories. So, but yeah, it's all in good fun, and those guys are fun. They are. And Kate, I don't know how she puts up with any of them, but <laughs> it's a good panel. So, yeah, it is all in good fun. Um, but those are good guys. I got to think ending Winnipeg's undefeated streak, that's got to give you a little bit of confidence to guarantee more victories going forward. Um, it does. But one thing I've also learned, I'm becoming a more knowledgeable fan. Anything can happen in CFL. Yeah. And it did. But we didn't dominate. I was thrilled they didn't dominate. You see a few things you need to do better, and you go back. And that's why I'm so happy with Danny, Machocha, and what you and the whole team. They haven't taken it, hey, we're great, we're this, we won. Day by day they're building and today they're building and um we're gonna get there because of that very attitude and I'm can't wait for Saturday. I'm going. I'm guaranteeing a victory. <laughs> I am. I, these guys have such pride. They're working hard. And Hamilton's coming to our house. And I'm so proud of these guys that, yeah, I'm guaranteeing a victory. And I won't guarantee each week a victory. because Okay. Meaning, okay, I won't. Kind of loses its luster a little bit. And... I know I'm getting in trouble because they're going to take Gary. You're going to, it's going to come off. Everybody watches you. They're going to pin it to their bulletin board. And I go, oh, well. Okay. It's fun. It's fun. And it's a really good educated guess. I think we're going to win. Well, and it's a big game. Hamilton and Montreal, it's, it is kind of a neck and neck when it comes to a home playoff game. Yeah. Are we going to see a playoff game in Montreal in November? Yeah, and we're going to be in the Great Cup in, in <laughs> November. So forget the playoff game. I, if you're going to Saskatchewan, you'll see us there. 
I will be there, so are you ready for some really cold football in November? <laughs> We're playing? I don't care if it's 20 below. Okay, I'll be one of those guys with no shirt on and painted alouette face, okay? I want to see that. I'll <laughs> see it. Okay. I got to ask you final few questions. What do you think the CFL's biggest strength is? In Montreal this week, there's a, uh, a blood drive on Wednesday at the Big O, family day at the stadium on Saturday. It just seems the community connections, to me, might be the biggest strength. But how do you see that? It's been around 100 years. It's a Canadian game. It's uniquely Canadian. Canadians get passionate about their games and They've accepted CFL. They'll come back and will be better than ever. Not just the Alouettes, I'm saying league-wide. Um, we got to continue to be proud of it. And it's an exciting game. But now, somewhat, we have to tweak the game. We have to change the game. Because there's a whole new group of fans that are different than they were 50, 40, 30, and 20 years ago. The greatest challenge we have is to keeping the 50, 40, 30-year-old fan base that go to watch a football game only to the 20 and 10 and now new group that want to be entertained and football is only part of the overall experience. That's not an easy no. ask. Um, I think we're up to it. Um, I know we have many discussions in the boardrooms about it. And that's the thing we most have to do. Keep it uniquely Canadian. But remember, there's a much broader universe of football fans out there that we need because it's still a business. And I don't ever want people to get upset when I go, I need people out. We haven't balanced our books. I'd like to see revenue equally expenses. Um, you know, when they get into the discussions about certain owners want to increase valuations and certain ones want to do. We're all right. We all love the game. And it's a whole way, how do we go about doing it? I believe we have a great group of owners. We have the community-owned teams, the public teams, the private owners. I'm telling you, behind the scenes in the boardrooms, we're working together to get there. Um, uniquely Canadian to me and uniquely Quebec, uniquely Montreal is a football helmet full of poutine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have home of other ingredients. <laughs> it's still something that needs to be needed. Yeah, that. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> did you have a big football helmet full of poutine? or I actually, for personal reasons, couldn't make that game. Ah, okay. But, okay. Um, plus, I have a very sensitive stomach <laughs> and I know we're live but if I ate that and I was in the box nobody else would be allowed in the box or could stand <laughs> being in there okay you know I'll stay it's a lot of food it's, it's a, a lot, lot of, of food, food. <laughs> uh finally let well I got to ask you about your vision of the future in Montreal. Of course, I know you want this Saturday, next week, the week after, to have a full Percival Molson Stadium. But where do you see the Montreal Alouettes in, hey, three, five, six years? Let's start with Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I still envision a full stadium full of passionate fans. Um, but when we bought the club, 
we had this vision. It was a distressed football club. It was owned by the league. Um, leagues can't run a team and run a league. That's no, um, when we bought it, we said we have a three to five year plan. And we believe within that three to five year plan, we'll have learned enough to attract out of 8 million Quebecers enough to fill a 23,000 seat stadium. I still really believe that, but we had a two year setback. So I call yeah. this year, this is the first year of our three to five year plan. It's not our third year. So although I'm not a patient individual, um, we're in our first, maybe first year and a half. We're making strides. I think we're behind where I think we should be. I'm not kidding when I said, with this club we have and moving in the direction, I know is it three and six isn't the greatest record, but I think we should be close to filling um, the stands because there's 8 million people and we're trying our hardest. And then people said, don't look like you're begging fans to come out. Don't look like you're shaming them. I'm not. I just giving you my vision that what a place to have a football team. You got to win, but we have a passionate fan base and they're going to come out with them coming out comes your sponsors comes. I can tell you all about business with it. And then it just happens. So yeah, we can do this. And yeah, we will. Last question. I'll just ask about your vision for the Canadian Football League. I've heard you speak before, and you've got businesses in the States, and you've hooked them up with ESPN Plus subscriptions. They're loving the Alouettes. They're loving the CFL. Do you see some inroads that you'd like to see in the United States? I do. But those, again, are things that happen in the boardroom behind the scenes because of course. others don't or others want this or whether you talk this, and it's something I am – passionately pushing behind the scenes that I have not 11 or 12 steel plants in the States in more rural areas, Alabama, Jackson, Mississippi, the most passionate football people. Oh yeah. And so when I say they go, what each time I go down there, I got to bring them Alouette gear. They wear it. <laughs> they call me during the whole game. They're wow. sending me players. They think we should be hiring. <laughs> it is a market. 12 months a year. Yeah. And we're bringing those college players here. When they're here, we can market them into their home. I talk about merchandising. Don't get me started. I can sell millions of dollars of merchandise down there. Make it trendy. Make it. Yeah. I believe there's lots and lots of work to do down there. Um, I'll get in trouble with ESPN, but I, don't, I think they can do a way better job. I really like the job TSN is doing up here. Down there, we got to convince them what a market. People love CFL football. Now, my people who work for me down there, they type and they go, this is great. This is exciting. How come you guys play five downs to get a first down? It's, it does get confusing. <laughs> of course. Um, but they love the football. It is exciting football. It is exciting football. It's been an exciting season, and uh, it's been so great to talk to you. You're an exciting guy and uh, a passionate guy leading uh, the Montreal Alouettes, so good luck. The re Well, you don't need luck. From what I've uh, heard, uh, you don't need luck. You just you use Many your hard work and belief. It is 
And I always say it to people, to be lucky, you got to be in the game. We're in the game, and hopefully we get some luck. You need it. Um, but luck has a way of evening out. So it goes back to if you're good, you're good. If you're not, you're not. We're good. Gary Stern, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me on the Two and Out podcast, and I guess I'll, I'll see you on Twitter. Love to. If you ever come to Montreal, let me know. All right, we'll see you in Montreal. Love to get you some poutine, okay? Yes, I need some. Okay, thank you. Have a great one. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.